Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. Hey, what's up? It's, uh, it's your boys. Hi. Hey. It's 40s on 40s. We have, uh, returned after a mild hiatus to bring you some more hits from the Billboard Hot 100 while we drink 40s and spouse about the good old days before trap music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much what we do on the show, right? Oh yeah. It's a good time for yeah. A good time for all. <laughs> anyway, I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh let's do this thing. Let's let's just crack these open right now. Um Josh, what do we what do we got here tonight? Ooh, tonight we have we have Miller Genuine Draft. Oh yeah, we do. This is we've definitely never had this. We have not. Okay, sweet. Not only have we never had it, but this is actually most of the things we have on this show are thirty-two ounces. This is a solid forty ounce. Yeah. So it's hard to find a lot of different types of forties. So sometimes we do thirty-two, but we're doing the whole shebang tonight. We ain't skip it, skimping out on you tonight. It's gonna be a good one. Um, God, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, for the I'm, beer? <laughs> for, for this episode. Oh, okay. I don't know. I missed you, man. I feel like oh, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, Seth was gone for Thanksgiving, so it's been a minute. It has. Yeah. We haven't sat together like this in quite some time. In last episode, I was extremely sniffly, and I felt really bad. Because I feel like Josh was just sitting there being like, oh, God. God, fine. I'll entertain the people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's up to me I now. do feel like it was, a real, it was a better than average episode, last one. That was a, it felt... It was fun. It felt playful and fun. <laughs> Much <laughs> like... I'm so happy yeah. you remember that joke. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Okay, real talk. So... <laughs> So when we so when we do these episodes, right, Josh mixes and I edit. That's, like, how we do it. And I was editing that episode on the plane <laughs> on the way back from D.C. <laughs> and, <laughs> the, and Eva was next to me on one side, and... <laughs> And there was this poor, unsuspecting lady on the other side of me. <laughs> and I got to that part in the episode, and I completely forgot about it. Oh, and when yeah. you were like, it was playful and fun, I started to laugh. <laughs> and then you were like, just like riding dick. <laughs> yeah. And then I lost it. <laughs> uh, but and, it, and we were taking the plane at like like 10 at night. So, oh, okay. like, everyone else was dead silent. Yeah. I was trying so hard not to lose it. Yeah. Oh, man. There was another moment in that episode, too, that was so fucking funny. Anyway, sorry to reference our own episodes. <laughs> yeah. but go listen to the other episodes. Just go listen to if it. If you haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, the other really exciting thing I wanted to just throw out there before we start, um, a little special something arrived in the mail. Uh, I was alerted today. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I've been alerted that it has arrived on my doorstep. Oh, yes. We have 40s on 40s stickers. They're, yes! They're here. <laughs> they're here. They exist. Yes! I'm, I'm so excited. Um, shout out to Sticker Mule for literally giving me a $0 deal. So thank you for that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was insane. I'm not sure if I did it correctly or if I totally just cheated you guys out of like 20 bucks. So sorry about that. But now we have 50 stickers. 
and we're gonna give them to patrons first. We will probably sell them as well. Um, but instead of selling them, you could just give us a dollar a month on Patreon and get a sticker, and then also get secret super fun bonus content as well so it's the best way it's the best way so go to patreon look up 40s on 40s we're there um do it just do yourself a favor get yourself get get your your significant other uh one of those hanukkah gifts <laughs> where you spend like a dollar on them a night uh, and just be like surprise honey i got you a one dollar a month subscription to 40s and 40s it's gonna go over really well yes they're gonna love Can't it. Can't miss. Yeah. Bullseye. Anyway, our crack is open. Yes. Let's Just do it. real quick, I'm so distracted because <laughs> that looks like a house. Like that looks like a um, like an old rickety horror movie house. Yeah. But like we're up pretty high, so like what the heck is that? Yeah. Are you those know, his apartment complex. I can only assume so. It's built right against the wall that we are sitting at currently, so I'm not really sure. Um, we might have to. <laughs> I, I kind of want to investigate it later, but I also kind of yeah. don't want to get murdered by ghosts. So, yeah. poltergeist. Maybe we can just leave it a mystery. I don't know, man. I will say that I have a little. Um, I don't have a phobia of ghosts, but I just don't fuck with ghosts. You know, like yeah. I kind of generally let them just be and do their thing, <laughs> and I exist and do my thing, and we don't bug each other. So, you know. Coexisting. <laughs> this, this is a lot of beer. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like this because this this forty is particularly like it's like a little thinner than most forties, so it's really <laughs> tall. So it's like, damn, am I, am I really gonna drink all of this like right now? Uh, well, you know, over the course of cheers, two and four songs, cheers. Oh, that was a harsh swig. I enjoy it. Yeah? I do, yeah. I think that was a little bit... You know, I th- yeah, I think it's okay. I don't think I was ready. I think I was ready for something a little bit lighter. Mm. <laughs> I, I can't... Like, you know what's weird is I... I've said this so many times on this podcast, but it's weird how instant my my body and brain just feels like 20% more relaxed, and I just feel like life is better, mm. like 20% more, once I have, like, a good sip of beer. Huh. It's weird how just instant it is. It's just like something just resets in my body. Yeah. There's a scientific study to be done there about, you know, alcohol's effects on the brain, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, there's actually... So, have you ever played Fallout or, like, those games? I've played, I've played a fair amount of Fallout 3 back in the day. Okay, cool. Because there's, like, certain effects that happen to you if you have, like, alcohol or cigarettes or, like, other substances. And one of the funny things is that I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that when you drink alcohol, it either makes you drunk or it just happens automatically when you drink alcohol. And it takes away it takes away points from your dexterity, but it adds points to your strength. Huh. And the reason why is because people are dumber when they drink, but they're also way stronger than they think they are when they drink. Mm. <laughs> like, like, and you just aren't as in control of your body. Right. But you can, like, do more damage to yeah. yourself or others accidentally. I- I've heard that a lot about the strength of drunk people. Yeah. It's a real thing. <clears throat> um, well, you want to look at these songs here that we got going? 
I do want to look at his songs. Oh boy. Um, so let's just go through go through the first couple here. Um, starting with number one, which oh shit, I think it's actually a new song that we haven't done yet. Um, it's called Thank You Next. It's by Ariana Grande. I don't think we've done this one, right? No. Wow, okay. That's what's, what's uh, up, Ariana? What's up, Ariana? Is this a new single? I thought she released an album recently. She did. Is this from that? I can only assume so, hmm. but I don't know why it's charting now. What might happen, I know a lot of the, a lot of the times songs chart when like a music video comes out for them. Because right. now, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now Billboard takes from like YouTube views they, as well. Yeah, they probably just released a video for it. Yeah, I mean, in general, like usually um, singles are released like within a six month period after the album. Like mm-hmm. every couple months, I'll release a single. Because you've got like, you got like one single before, one during, and one after the release. Is that kind of the right idea? I think most of them are, like, after, honestly. Like, oh, okay. It's, like, right during or... Yeah, during or after, but... Because, like, Thriller by Michael was... Mm-hmm. I think there's four singles they released, and those were, like... Oh, it literally was, like, over the course of, like, almost a year after the album was out. They were... Because it was, like, every two or three months they'd release a single. Wow. Yeah. That's a long release cycle. Mm-hmm. But it's also arguably one of the greatest albums ever made, so... Yeah, I'm sure people were fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, dang. Well, let's uh, let's just check the song out and see what happens. So, uh, Josh, what'd you think about that? Um, right before you put it on, I was like. She's moving on to the next because he couldn't please her sexually. And I was about to say, she's on to the women. And uh, and then, like, the song turned out to be that. Right. And I was like, wow, that's funny that I just was going to make that <laughs> joke when that happened. I mean, but, true to life. Um, What did I think of that? I thought, I liked how the intro, there wasn't a solid sense of, like, the meter. Yeah. So it was like... The, there's these like this synth that was playing like triplets over two beats mm-hmm. and I thought that was just like part of the regular like count so when the actual beat came in and it sort of flipped or like midway through I was like oh shit that's not like the count that's just like a triplet or something yeah so it was like it was cool to be disoriented for like half the intro yeah um I thought I think the chords and the melody of the song is really strong like, it's a really strong pop song in terms of like chord and melody mm-hmm and like the instrumentations like works really well the tones and everything yeah creates this sort of like you know chilled out grooving sweet happy slightly nostalgic vibe like mm-hmm. you know it was cool I mean I liked it but uh I think I think her voice is great I, I like her voice um but all that said like even still her for this song her voice has like a little bit of that like cookie cutter product quality and the yeah. lyrics are like not interesting to me so it has like it's a little closer to the like oh this is like background mall music it's closer to that than like <laughs> than like oh damn this is a fucking like groovy ass pop song yeah so. i feel like um It's gonna sound weird when I say this, 
But I feel like the song, <laughs> I feel like the song wasn't as sexy as I was hoping it would have been. You know? Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. This song was like not sexy at all. Like it was very by the books, which I feel like for Ariana Grande, like she had been expanding more and more on like her production and on like what was happening in her songs. So I find it kind of surprising that she would go with a track that's kind of so straightforward. Um it almost didn't really give her a chance to really do much as a vocalist either. Like her vocals are are of course still really good but she doesn't really do anything with them in the song she just kind of like hangs out in the same kind of like ballpark range and just kind of kicks it you know yeah um which i mean there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like i'm so used to hearing her singing slightly more interesting vocal lines and i felt like this was kind of just like you know just hanging like you said just kind of hanging out in like a relaxed vibe um on the flip side, I kind of appreciated the fact that this was a song at its core was about Ariana Grande kind of learning from her past relationships. And so the thank you, so like thank you next is usually said sort of as like a sarcastic really? kind of like I'm blowing you off, like you're just like another dude. So like next, but it but her thank you actually comes off as kind of sincere because she is like showing that she's learning from all the relationships she'd been in, which I actually kind of like the twist of that. That it kind of takes this sarcastic comment and kind of like injects a little bit of sincerity into it. Um, yeah, um, or maybe that's maybe that's reaching. What do you think? No, no, I, I think. I mean, I, I, th- I don't think anything you said was out of uh, was like. You know, I, I think everything you said made total sense in interpreting it. Like, I think it was, per, you know, that that was intentional. They wanted it to be, um, you know, not I. Well, sort of ironic. Where well. It's not ironic because she means exactly what she's saying, but um, surprising that the title is uh, and the lyric is used in an actual thankful way and not a mean way. Yeah. Um, But that was long-winded of me. Just, like, basically... Like fuck, the lyrics are so boring to me. It's like yeah, they're pretty boring. One taught me patience. One taught me. It's like okay, this little piggy goes to the market. This <laughs> it's like really like it's so fucking general. It's like counting and, like, your toes and shit. Yeah, it's like ugh. the only thing that wasn't general is that she actually listed names of people that she has dated in real life, which I thought was an interesting touch. Great. Um, which kind of led me to be like, ooh, which one taught her patience and which one taught her. You know, whatever. Like, hearing the song, I'm like, fuck, like, I would have nothing to say to Ariana if I met her. Like, like, what would we fucking... I'd be like, okay, you're like a bubblegum pop star <laughs> that's, like, pampered 24-7. Like, have you... You've, you've never worked a job in your life, like... <laughs> Do you read books? Like, wait, like why? But why? Like, why is that? Like, why is that? Uh, why is that coming across to you now? Be- well, why is it coming? Because I looked at her Instagram before we heard the song because I was like curious to see like different art or ways she was promoting it. Okay, so it's like that. But just then, just because we heard it, I just think about an interview I saw with her and just not just the interview, but mostly I just started considering like what is her life like? Like, what mm-hmm. are her days like? Like. What kind of what's her sort of general mentality about certain things and like 
like what what thoughts or things occupy her mind that's I was thinking about sure. that kind of thing like sure. you know and like I'm sounding so mean but it's like obviously I could actually talk to her and like get along and we could find common ground because everyone has common ground with other people yeah but just like I was like fuck like so I, I feel like I feel like if I had a conversation with her, I'd be like, that was okay. Like, I would not hang out with this person of my own choosing. Like, I would not choose to be this person's friend. Right. Well, and I feel like that's... I mean, she is a pop star, so at the end of the day, it's like... It's kind of like Taylor Swift, right? Where it's like, how much of this is her and how much of this is just like... The mar- like the, the corporate kind of like marketability side of her. Yeah, I sound like such an ass. Like, I don't know. She might be fun and like no, I mean, interesting. Like, but I get it. I I think I think what you're saying. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I agree with you in the sense that if I heard this song and took this song as a representation of who she is as a person, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really know if I'd have much to say to you. Like that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Like if I heard this song, yeah, I'd be like, she doesn't seem that interesting in regards to this song. Yeah. There's other songs she's done where I think are way more interesting, and I'd be like, okay. Like God is a woman, for example. Mm-hmm. Like that's a song where I'm like, this is a very strong representation of self and like what you value, and you're saying it in a way that's interesting. Whereas this song is very much just like, eh, you know, dudes, right? And, and chicks it's like I don't know I mean it's kind of like when Taylor Swift does certain songs really well versus when she does other songs really poorly like um what is it call it what you want I think was that song that we both liked by her where like that seemed like a legitimately like she was talking about somebody that's like real that she actually likes and that she's like having a good time with mm-hmm. versus like the other songs where she's like ooh I'm so I'm so bad and like I'm like playing the villain and we're just like yeah whatever right <laughs> you know um maybe it's about just like representation of yourself as like a person through your art and like in this case it's like not it's kind of bland and it's not that interesting or like very descriptive so maybe that's why i don't know yeah it's like okay i think i need i think i need to rid myself of a general prejudice against people that become like pop culture stars at a young age because i think Mm -hmm. i have a little bit of that but like because on the other hand like river phoenix became a really big deal at a young age yeah but like watching interviews with him and seeing the films that he chose to act in and his performances like he's he seems like such an interesting like empathetic person that really really cares about others and animals and really really cares about mm. like just art like he's really passionate and focused and like interested about art and how to make make great films and do great acting performance mm. like I, like I don't have that feeling towards him that I do like other pop culture people that got big early, right? So, well, uh, yeah. I think to give you an example of like the the kind of the context of why I'm defending Ariana Grande in this specific instance, there was a there was a time that she was on Jimmy Fallon, and it was uh, it was like a like a karaoke roulette I think was the name of it, and it was literally like. You'd have a random singer and a random song, and you'd have to sing the song in the style of whatever singer was pulled up. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
to be perfectly honest, I'm not really a, like a huge fan of Jimmy Fallon, like in his state currently, because it seems like he just kind of tries hard and he doesn't really seem that genuine to me, like yeah. as a as a host. But when Ariana Grande was on, like not only did she crush every every single one she was given, like she did like Christina Aguilera, she did like Britney Spears, and she was fucking like really good. Like she impersonated them super well. But she also just seemed like a very like nice, chill person. Yeah. So I think that seeing that, I was kind of more like, oh, like she just seems like a normal person who's just like having fun and has this crazy talent of just being able to sing really well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm defending her a little bit. And it's also like, like any pop song, I was looking at it and was like, oh yeah, there's like four other writers on there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not her, yeah, but. It might have just been like a song that she was given and she just like inserted her ex's names. Well, yeah, no, most of her songs, I'm I'm assuming she's not writing. Yeah. Um, Now that being said, Ariana Grande is nowhere near like my favorite pop singer, of course. Um, I'm not a good defender that much, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I mean, for this song, I just thought it was kind of like, it was kind of average. Like, I didn't really hate it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I honestly take back most of, like, most of the sentiment that I couldn't get along or, like, was criticizing her. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, there's, all I could really say is I've seen a couple interviews and that plus the songs and the things I know about her, like, she's just, you know, a little less interesting or entertaining to me as, like, other people. Sure. You know? And, like, this song was definitely less interesting than other songs she's done. Yeah. I would say. Um, also, those weird uh, <laughs> those weird vocalizations at the end of the song, I was, like, not... I was kind of confused as to why that was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, those weird, like... Yees that were happening. Uh, it was like yeah, it's like a yee. It was really strange. It was at the end. That's of these... the sound makes sometimes. The sound that is made sometimes when two women get together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I think so. It was really strange to see it typed out though, like as so a lyric. I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> in my in my. Uh, in my detailed research, I have come to the conclusion that ye is a noise that is sometimes made between <laughs> <laughs> two consenting adults who uh, share in, in passionate moments together. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> back to the songs. Uh, number two is Sicko Mode. Travis Scott, done that. Number three is Happier, which is Marshmallow and Bastille, did that. Number four is Without Me by Halsey, we did that. And number five, Still Lucid Dreams by Juice World. we've definitely done that. So that's the top five. Uh, number seven Teen. is uh, a song that we haven't done, so I probably shouldn't say what it is in case we do it later. Okay. But... Well, actually, let's see here. The next song that we have <laughs> is another Ariana Grande song. Look at that. <laughs> what? Now, it's not going to be one of those episodes. Oh, fuck. All we right. have more people on what here. What number is this? It's number 13. Um, it looks like we're going to get to number 16, but not to number 17 tonight. Ah, uh, okay. I know. It's a shame. Um, so this is another Ariana Grande song. It's called Breathing. <laughs> 
Um, excuse me, it actually doesn't have a G, so it's breathe in. Oh, okay. Uh, even know, better. Even better. Let's, uh, yeah, let's check this out. See what we got. Um, so, we were just talking about, uh, how Ariana Grande usually has more interesting beats and more interesting things to sing, and I think this song is a perfect example of what I was talking about. I think this song was way more banging than that last oh, one. Yeah. This was, I'm, I was like, when I heard we were doing Grande again, I was like, uh but now I'm like, oh yeah, like that song. I really enjoy that song. I did too, man. I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the like the feeling that she had behind mm. it. I enjoyed the chorus. I enjoyed the beat and the and like the production behind it. Oh yeah, um, it was total groove and like and those super, drums, like oh man, yeah. When those drums came in, came in. I was like, fuck, like. The really tone good. of that, like, fucking... Even if it's synth drums, I don't care. Like, the tone of that, like, kick and snare, like... They they sounded, like, huge, oh, right? Yeah. Fat. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it came in on that second verse, I, like... I started air drumming. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I was really happy to see a song where you could really... Yeah, just, like, the emotion really just, like, was pushed out. Yeah. It felt so much more, like, satisfying to me to hear that song. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, a good song, sometimes you don't really need... The words aren't as important as just the feeling, you know? I mean, she's just, you know... She's, she she gets this feeling across by just talking about how she needs to keep breathing, mm-hmm. but it's mostly the way she sings and the and the music behind it, like yeah, and like literally, like most of that song is that chorus repeating three or four times throughout, right? And it's just fine because it worked, like you know, you grew with it, you that's what you want to hear, and yeah, the emotions put across, and you know. Songs can be great without having a lot of words to them. You know, you for sure, you don't need a lot of words. And I was really surprised because I was like, after hearing that, I'm like, not only did I really like that chorus, but I kind of like want to hear that song again. Like, I like, I didn't, I like, not only did I was I not tired of the chorus, but I was like, I could hear that song oh, yeah. multiple times and still be like that. Gro- yeah. That groove is sick. The drop was so satisfying it was when, dude <laughs> when there's just vocal it happens twice when there's just yeah. vocal and then it drops very satisfying both times. super satisfying and also well and so i was looking at like the genius uh like talk like the genius site like talking about what she wrote the song about and it was about like her having anxiety yeah, it's, it's a it's an anxiety banger and it's good. It is an anxiety banger, but like the like the way that she sang breathing and how it was kind of like, it was in like sort of that that like triplet feel of like the one two three one two three one two like that. It like made it feel more like it made it feel like the stakes were higher like the rhythm that she was singing it in like it made it feel more more of like an immediacy to it um 
Yeah, man. I was really into that. <laughs> I, yeah, when I heard it, I was like, I'm going to listen to this again, and I'm going to use some of these production techniques. For sure, man. Yeah. I mean, this almost makes me want to listen to the rest of the album, honestly. Because, like, God is a Woman I really enjoyed. This I really enjoyed. I'm like, should I just fucking listen to this album? <laughs> like, is that what I should do? I think do? I should do, yeah. I definitely should. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I just, uh, I, th- I do think that a lot of this song lies in the strength of Ariana Grande's vocals and in her delivery. I think that that's, that's like a huge reason why the song is so successful. Because um, I think if this was given to another singer, I don't know if they could pull it off as convincingly. Um, but it's also just like a really well-written song. So, mm. under under another singer, it might actually still be mm. fine. But yeah, just like a very well composed, well executed song. It's nice to yeah. hear that sometimes, you know. Yeah, this is like a really groovy type song that we're my band is working on, and mm-hmm. hearing that, I was like. I was like, yeah, when we mix this, I think the I think the snare should be like a little lower and deeper and like mm. bigger like this. But well, so the snare was low and deep, but it had like a presence. Yeah. Like the presence yeah. was super strong. Yeah. It was just like a like that that crack in it. It was so good. Um, which is interesting because I feel like the snare was more at the forefront of the mix than the rest of the kit. Mm-hmm. If it even was a kid, like, you know, I'm not sure. I didn't really hear any cymbals, per se. <clears throat> there was a hi-hat. I'm pretty sure it sounded like synth drum, but... But there was a hi-hat in there, right? You heard that, too? Yeah, the hi-hat, what was cool is, like, it was pretty simple, but, yeah, the hi-hat was louder, <clears throat> like, on the beat. So, like, the ands were pretty chill, but, like, the, the on the kick and the snare, the hi-hat was, like, accenting it, so it... It just gave it this groove that you could listen, you could just dig the drums alone, like, without anything else. Yeah. So it gave it that, like, really solid groove foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man. Great song. Great song. I actually think I like this. I think this is my favorite Ariana Grande song that I've heard thus far. Yeah, same. This is, like, maybe... This might... This will... I was gonna say it might be crack top, the time. Might, yeah, top might five, crack yeah. the top five. It probably will. This has been a weird season, dude. I was re-listening to some of the other songs in preparation for like compiling, you know, just for our purposes, compiling like you know what we liked more, what we liked less. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! There's so many songs that are bottom five worthy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a lot. It's great to hear a song like this where you're like, "Yes, this is a good song. You're a good boy. Good." Good song. Have a have a treat. Good song. Um <clears throat> Yeah, man. It's just nice to hear everything firing like on all cylinders in like the proper way, you know? <laughs> it's very satisfying. Um anyway, should we move on? Yeah, let's I wanna talk about the song more, but I feel like we've pretty much talked about everything that we can. Um the other thing too is that apparently the song was was written um after the Manchester bombing, which I don't know if you remember that. 
It happened last year. She was playing a show, and as people were leaving the show, there was a suicide bombing that happened. Whoa. Yeah, and it killed, like, several dozen people. Fuck. It was really bad. And, um... It was actually around the same time, not around the same time, but it was in like a similar vein as to when the um, the Fr- the France shooting happened, mm. and um, in the in like the comments of this on Genius, it said that she basically like got PTSD from it. It was like, fuck, like I'm super like stressed out about doing shows for a while. Mm. Which I get, you know, like, if you do a show at a major venue and, like, something like that happens, like, I can't even imagine. So. Now I further regret my critical comments on Ariana. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. I mean, art is art. We can, we can yeah. talk about it. Oh. Is it raining? Yo, do you hear that? I don't know if this is coming through on the recording, but it is definitely raining outside. Oh, that came out of nowhere. It's kind of cozy. I'm glad I have a hoodie on. I'm glad I have a hoodie on, too. Just for the record, ladies and gentlemen, Josh is wearing a leather jacket that also has a hoodie on it, which I think makes him way cooler than me right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Josh is like, I'm not going to argue that. Um, I wouldn't argue that. Yeah, the jacket's cool. Where'd you get it? Um... Someone left it at my friend David's place. They just oh, left it. What? And after six months, no one claimed it or knew. Six months. Or knew who it was, whose it was. And David already has a leather jacket, so he, he texted me and he's like, "Hey man, do you want a leather wow. jacket?" And I was like, "Yes, I do. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you." Yeah, that's totally up for grabs at that point. Yeah, that's cool, man. I like it. Yeah. Shit. Well. Let's see what else we got here. So, other than Josh's cool jacket, number 14, kind of, uh, I'm going to say it's timely, considering that it's raining outside right now. It's a song called Wake Up the Sky, which, uh, maybe that's too on the nose. (laughs) Uh, So, it's Gucci Mane and Bruno Mars. So... Dude, who f- who knows what this is going to sound like? It's either going to be really good or really awkward. Yeah. I'm we'll see. Uh, it's Bruno Mars, so I feel like it's going to be pretty good. I'm I'm holding out a hope. He's collaborated with a lot of people and they've all been pretty good bangers, so <laughs> don't fail us Bruno Mars. See what you got. Wow. I forget Yeah, I said it was fun. Okay. <laughs> That's when I'm like trying to read lyrics and Seth's like <laughs> whips out his inhaler. He like he like takes a shot of inhaler and then he's like burps it out. And he's like that didn't work. And then he like takes another <laughs> takes another and he's like, oh, all right, well that was fun. <laughs> like, okay. Just like really <laughs> casual. And I was like, what are you doing? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what's that called? He's like, oh yeah, it's just an inhaler. I was like, oh yeah, it's. Just... <laughs> Oh man, listen <laughs> Hashtag asthma problems You know Um Dude 
Uh, well, okay, so here's my hot take on this song before I even get into... Before we start talking about the details of the song, which will probably change my opinion, my hot take is that if it wasn't for Bruno Mars, this song would be total trash. That's my hot take. What was he doing? So Bruno Mars was doing the the hook, and he was doing the chorus. The Superfly? Yeah, the, like, abandon... Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was fire. Yeah, that was good. He oh, was yeah. doing that, and yeah. he was also doing all of the... All the harmonized, like, the... Like, he was doing all oh, of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bruno was good on this track. Yeah. yeah, and if it wasn't for him, this track would have been total trash, Okay, <laughs> in my opinion. I agree. I feel like the intro and Bruno's was, like, that was cool. It, yeah. it was, I was vibing with that. I agree that it, the song has the potential to be annoying, like, annoying and, like, oh, my God, this is stupid. Yeah. But for whatever reason, for me... I just found it humorous, so it wasn't right. it wasn't annoying. It was just fun and funny. So I, I actually vibe. I was with it. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like you, you're you feel kind of like dumb and silly and whatever, but like you're you feel good. You feel confident, and so yeah. I, I was with it. And like, I love the line when he's like, I don't know why I'm smoking so much of this cherry, but this is <laughs> like, but this is my life. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I, I, I could relate yeah. to relate to that general sentiment of like slight confusion and like what the fuck but yeah this is my life and just being cool about it like yeah this is my life yeah yeah no i you know i agree and i think um i think that gucci mane actually worked really well with bruno mars i think that gucci mane actually had like a similar timbre to his to Mm -hmm. his verse that bruno mars did to his to his singing and i think that in relation to each other i think they worked they worked well off of each other it was fun, funny, aloof. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that song. Um, I did. Anyway. The one thing I will say, going to be a slight hater here, I, I I think looking back on it overall, I did enjoy the song. I enjoyed the song and I enjoyed the vibe. Um, I do think my one complaint, though, I think when I say... If it wasn't for Bruno Mars, the song would be trash. I think that is incorrect. I think if the song didn't have Kodak Black on it, it would have been much more fire than it was. I think it's what I meant to say. Okay. Because I think Gucci Mane was good. I think Bruno Mars was great. I think Kodak Black's verse was totally fucking garbage, in my opinion. Yeah. First, first off, he committed the cardinal sin of saying the word piss... Not once, but twice in his verse. In very rapid succession. (laughs) Which is like, if you're trying, like, I get if you're trying to be, have like the trashy vibe, that's fine. But don't use the word piss like twice in like a 15 second section, you know? Like, it's not going to make me think better of you. Even if you're trying to, you know, give off the aloof trash vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Aloof trash. It's like a raccoon vibe. <laughs> it's like that vine of the raccoon, like going up to the cat bowl and like eating out of it, but then like taking a handful and like running off into the night. Yeah, it's like what that is. Um, I'm not comparing Kodak Black to a raccoon. Okay, leave me alone. But I'm just saying that that's so weird because it. I think that his verse wasn't that... It wasn't that good compared to the rest of them. I feel like he didn't... 
Even, like, so Kodak Black has, like, this timbre to his voice where, like, it's much more high-pitched. It's a little bit nasally. That's kind of, like, what he's going for. And I just feel like it didn't fit the song at all. Like, if you had had somebody that had, like, a lower register, maybe it would have vibed more. But it was almost like when Kodak Black's verse was going, it was like what is this? And then when Bruno Mars's hook brought it back in at the end, I was like, okay, now I'm like back in the zone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when Kodak Black was there, I was like, what is happening? So, and, and like, I like a lot of Kodak Black's songs. I just don't think he was right for this song, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, I like, yeah, like, I like other stuff he's done for sure, but just, I don't think he fit this song at all, man. That's just my opinion, though. That's just, like, my opinion, man. I'm honestly still on a thought train that <laughs> that took off when you were talking about raccoons. Wait, what? what's the thought train about raccoons? The thought train is just recalling how a lot of my, you know, early first girlfriend sex experiences were in a car. Okay, wait, 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 back up. You're, like, your first sex experiences or previous girlfriend's first sex experiences? No, mine. Mine with the okay. first, with a gr- first girlfriend. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> and we're talking, like, multiple first sex experiences are in the back of cars? The same car, same girl. Oh, um, okay, okay. And it's okay. just, like, how one night there we were, like, in this neighborhood and we saw a raccoon and that was, like, you know, a memorable thing. Okay. To that night. Otherwise, it would have been one of countless sex in car nights. Okay. <laughs> so then I just thought about, like, just, you know, in general, the, the you know, how my life or sexual life centered around car and, like, how and why that changed. Well, you know, cars are a very intimate space. Yeah. Um, I, so... Oh, we we both understand. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> they say looking deeply into each other's eyes yeah. as the fireplace roars brighter and stronger than it has. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can only match the fire within the passion, the passion yeah. burning within our hearts. Yeah. Um, well, what I will say is that I was. <laughs> Not on that note, on the sex and cart wait, that's kind of hmm, okay. Um, it's all on the same train, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. But cars are kind of important to me too for for relationships. Not just with cute girls, but with uh well, in this example it is with cute girls, but um <laughs> Man, I set myself up for that one, huh? Um, no, I mean, like, in high school, I was, you know, as I've said before, I was kind of short, I was kind of nerdy, I didn't really get a lot of play, but um, there was one, <laughs> there was one girl who, play. <laughs> you know, as as they say in, in the UK, thank you, it's a term, um, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be global here with my, my terms, um... But there's definitely multiple times where I have, um, I've courted girls in cars before. <laughs> and courting in cars. Yeah. That sounds like another podcast. <laughs> courting in cars. 
<laughs> oh my god. On this week, we'll discuss the best <laughs> positions for, for the back seat. Dude, yeah. no, I would think courting in cars would be like. <laughs> it'd be like you have your one friend who's like perpetually single, and then they like pick up girls, and then you put like a secret like mic in the back, oh, and they yeah. they like drive around town and like talk about stuff with the with the girls they're picking up. That'd be fun. Mm. Not creepy at all. Right? So you were saying? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, no, cars hold a special place in my heart. They, um, you know, for the first time I really <laughs> meaningfully snuggled with a girl was in the back of a car. Not even sex, just like <laughs> yeah. meaningful contact. Yeah. Oh yeah, same actually. Which was I was th- holding hands. Yeah. 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 And that was a big deal to me, you know. Um, Real quick, when you said they hold a special place in my heart, I was gonna immediately say, and a special place in my dick. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> in I your re- dick? Yeah, whatever. I don't. The memory of my dick. Uh, phrasing. But, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Um, but I didn't say it. But I'm glad I said it now, even though I rightfully didn't say it earlier. It was better as a footnote than as an actual main heading header line, mm. is what you're saying. I don't know. Well, it's just, it was a bad joke, but not as bad as mentioning head within that. Anyway, that's a whole nother joke, though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Damn, this is a super like sexy episode, huh? Yeah, things got steamy. Literally, literally, because oh, yeah, shit, the uh, rain, the rain is causing some fog. Um. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, there's something about cars that are kind of special. They're like a little, they're like a capsule that you, you know, you have like a, you have like an audio system in a lot of them. You have long seats that you can snuggle with. Um, I will say this actually, I I don't think I've shared this on this podcast. I might have told you about it before. The first time I ever really uh, had a, f- a full-on cuddle with a girl. Oh, God. That's a thing. That was a step that I had to get to in life. Um, the first time I cuddled with a girl was in the back of a car. And it was overnight because a bunch of my friends were staying in this house. And there were no more spaces left in the beds. Ugh. Yep. Because they were all, you know. And um, me and this girl were like, well, let's just hang out in my car and listen to music. And I think did. she wanted sex, but you were... It didn't happen. Okay, man. Listen. I'm just saying. If she if she suggested the car, she wanted sex. I mean, there was a lot of making out, though. So it happened. But... Oh, that's cool, too. I'm, I'm not saying... I'm not, like, criticizing. I'm just, I'm just saying, like... Sounded a little judgy. From, yeah, sorry. From, that's you like, know what? Maybe she did. Maybe she wasn't <laughs> wanting sex. Maybe she did just want to make out. No, I mean, no, I was, I was, let's be real, I was a kid in Because high- anyone else would just be like, oh, we'll sleep on the floor. But if she's like the car, yeah. she wants something to happen. Well, and that was why I was like, I feel like this girl's cool. is because she's like, let's go to the car. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So this is high school, you said? This was high school, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, and we listened to this one album in, in my car, and, um... Actually, no, it was her car, I realize now. 
Yes. And it was um, it was great. I mean, we talked for a very long time. We made out. While and... she impatiently waited for you to make a move. <laughs> okay. Well. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's entirely... <laughs> I'm just let's, joking. Let's, not, let's not cut corners. That's entirely yeah. true. That's yeah. entirely what happened. Um, but no, it was great. And we, ended up, we, we made out for a little bit. We passed out in the back seat. Uh-huh. And we slept there. I, you know, being the the one that was trying to, I was trying to make the experience better for her. So I was um, awkwardly on the bottom, <laughs> and she was on top, resting well, on better, my broken, destroyed body. What made it better for her is if you're like, you know, things went to another. If you rounded the bases, maybe. Listen, Josh. <laughs> this was a kid who was like, "Holy shit, I'm making out with a girl. Yeah, this yeah, is amazing." No. So no, I'm, I was... I'm ragging on you, but it's like <laughs> I, that was me. Like that was totally me. No, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. can talk about it now, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I was literally like, "Oh my god, a girl's attracted to me. That's amazing. Let's do. Let's. This is great. I don't even care. Whatever you want to do. If we don't, I was. I was so far removed from the idea." Mm. of sex at all that I was like oh my god a girl wants to make out with me this is like the best thing that's ever happened in my in my romantic life mm-hmm. ever no yeah, yeah that I was like yeah let's this is great this is perfect yeah. and I and honestly like there is something to be said about just making out with somebody in the back of a car you know like not even having sex just you know being being close with somebody in yeah. a way in any way but not necessarily in like a in like a full on clothes off doing it kind of way. You yeah. know? There was something to be said about the different levels of intimacy mm-hmm. with somebody. And uh when I was in this car with this girl, it was a it was a it was a special time, you know? There was something that was connected between us. There was there was something that was connected, but some some things that were not. No, I just got well. distracted because yeah. you burped while I was saying that. Oh, and okay. <laughs> it was perfect. Anyway, the end of the story. I'm getting really I'm getting really off topic. I'm so sorry, dude. Now this is my favorite part of this, all of our conversations. It's just you know awkward sexual. It's like I love. No, that. no. I've yeah. listened to so many episodes of this podcast, and it's just yeah. like there's a point where Seth just starts rambling, and Josh just like doesn't say anything for an extended period of time. No, but this is this is uh, one of way more interest though. Okay, those times. Well, suffice to say, to cut the to cut the romanticism because no one wants to fucking hear that. I woke. We woke up at like four in the morning because the cops were outside of the car with flashlights. Oh my god. And they were like That's like terrible. tapping on the door and they were like <laughs> why know? would they do that? Cuz cops in Eugene don't have anything else better to do. Well, I mean I mean I assume it's legal to, s- to It's not. It's not legal to sleep in your car overnight. Oh, okay. Okay, that explains it. And then. so they knocked on the door and they were like what are you two doing? And I was like, "Well, clearly we're sleeping in the back of a car yeah. and they were like well you can't do that and I was like oh fuck well we're awake now so what are you gonna do and they were like good point and then they drove off well I like the ending of that story but like but like to shift gears like it should it should be legal to sleep in a car it should but the problem like, but here's the thing Josh is the reason why it's illegal in Oregon is because Eugene specifically, Oregon overall has one of the largest homeless populations in the country. 
So if you gave all those people cars, nobody would pay rent ever. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> See, it seems fine because we're the uh, we're the sophisticated adults in the situation. But if you're looking at it from a uh, citywide taxpayer status, then you basically could be like, "Sweet, I'm just gonna get a car, just parking on the street for like f- three years and never move, and that's my house." Things get a little weird, you know. Yeah, whatever. You that, get mold that's... growing on it. No, I I don't think that that is enough reason to say to make that illegal. I mean, it's really just you know the government fucking with people is pretty much what it is at the end of the day. But suffice to say, at that Wait, point, okay. you can't sleep, but can you have sex? Well, you're awake. I didn't ask them because I didn't want to be a dick about right. it. But what happened? And at also that... because you weren't having sex. Yes, exactly. And you were, at that, you were sleeping. <laughs> we were actually sleeping. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at that yeah. point, we actually did check. And there was a empty bed in the main house that all of our friends were oh, at. You got into it, so we got into it. And then your love was consummated. Well, no, metaphorically, <laughs> definitely <laughs> metaphorically, definitely not physically. Um, but we had a bed to sleep in because at that point it was four in the morning and we we're both tired and we we're just like, you know what, let's just like go to sleep and snuggle and it'll be fine. And then we did, and it was great. And that's the story. Boop, 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 boop. The more you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Um, anyway, were, were we talking about music or some something? I'm way more interested in the, <laughs> the early sexual Damn, stories. Damn, this is a really fun episode. I don't yeah. know how we got into this, but this is really a yeah. fun time. Um, Gosh. Yeah. That train thinks so, too. Hmm? It was like, we're finally talking about Seth's high school sex life. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. I mean, mine was non-existent, so I won't even... Dude, yeah. you're the one that, like, apparently, like, started the fad of having sex in the back of cars. So that's a yeah, whole... Yeah, that was, that was my life for a few years. That's a whole other story. I yeah. mean, because we talked about mine, but maybe you were secretly deflecting from yours. There's nothing interesting to say, you know. Other than all the sex you had in the back of cars, right? I'm not going to describe it, but yeah. Okay, well, but it happened. Oh, yeah, it happened. Okay, well. It definitely happened. You don't have to describe it. I'm not going to make you. You can imagine. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Insert insert really slow, smooth jazz right here. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, just feeling it. Feeling it. Um, Anyway... Do you want to move on? I feel like we should probably move on mm-hmm. for the sake of our viewership. Everybody's probably tuned out at this point, but you know, no, their their ears have <laughs> perked up. Oh, their, their ears are sufficiently perked. Um, you're right. Their bodies are ready. Okay, well that was the th- God. That was the third song of the night. Their bodies are ready. One more. Which brings us to our final song of the night. Wouldn't be a true 40s on 40s episode if there wasn't a little Post Malone in it. Okay. So that's what's going to happen. Now, there's a couple interesting things about this song. First off, it's Post Malone and Sway Lee, who we have covered on this podcast, but I can't remember what they've done at this point in the game. Right. But... The song is called Sunflower, and it is from the new Spider-Man Into the Multiverse movie mm-hmm. that is coming out. Cool. So it is a soundtrack song, which means it's either going to be really good or super average. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just like... <laughs> I'm gonna, like, take that sound clip and use it for everything like, in my we life. We should make a t-shirt. So, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. 40s on 40s t-shirt. Yeah, whatever, man. The back of it. Yeah, whatever, man. Anyway, let's see this. Yeah, whatever, man. Then you're left in the dust Unless I stuck by you You're a sunflower I think your love will be too much Or you'll be left in the dust Unless I stuck by you You're a sunflower Well, Josh, not gonna lie. This is an easy, this is an easy one for me. Z- zero out of ten. Needs to wear Spider-Man. The end. <laughs> There's no Spider-Man in this fucking song And it's from the uh, Spider-Man movie What the fuck, man? There's zero What was the chorus? Dude, I don't even I remember forgot. What were they saying? I don't know, man It doesn't even matter uh, I don't even I don't even care about this song The song was not Yeah Yeah, that was it um, okay, Yeah I did like the line She wanna ride me like a cruise Cause that's <laughs> That's, you know Yes, yes, Josh, what is that? It's such a good way of describing, like, I just want to feel really chill and (laughs) peaceful, but fucking pleasured, like... It's a good... I like the comparison between riding a cruise and just riding the D. Because sometimes... Sometimes riding the D isn't playful and fun. That's true. Sometimes it's peaceful and relaxing, like, like riding a cruise. <laughs> it's not always like a seesaw set. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's not, sometimes it's like a cruise. Oh I would my know. God. Would you know? No, would you know? I just... <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll ask some of my former partners. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my partners a questionnaire. Uh, that's, was sex with me more like a seesaw or a ride or a cruise? Would you say it was more like a seesaw or a boat? Yeah. <laughs> Just please listen below. Um, God damn. I mean, I don't know. The song was average. Or like watching a racer head. <laughs> oh, God. It was terrifying. Ter- yeah. Terrifying and gave me existential yeah. dread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dick of existential dread. <laughs> Jesus. Um, dude, this song was so average and boring. I don't even... I don't even care. I don't care half a fuck about the song. I don't even care a quarter of a fuck. I could be... I could care less. My joke is... You don't give a fuck. It's you. You give so little fucks that you actually are taking fucks. I'm. Act, I actually need some fucks that. from Post Malone after listening to this song. Yeah. Yeah. This song was so. It wasn't even a. Here, here's the thing. That's the frustrating thing about this song. It wasn't even a bad song. It was just so fucking average. It. I felt nothing. I didn't feel anger. I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel either end of the spectrum or really anything in between the middle of the spectrum. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, no, yeah. I felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing. Not uh, not only did I feel nothing, but I retained nothing. I couldn't even barely sing the song back to you after hearing it like literally three minutes ago. Yeah, same. I, I forgot so much of that. Like... Uh, 
It makes me sad to think. Okay, so here's actually a, a, a amusing anecdote. Um, the other day, I put on the music inspired and written for the very first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. That soundtrack is all over the place. It's got all kinds of shit on it. <laughs> it's got Nickelback. It's got Stained. Nickelback. It's got Puddle of Mud. It's got Macy Gray on it. It's got all kinds of shit. Right. And most of those songs are pretty memorable. You know, most of those songs are songs that you would either be embarrassed to hear later or you'd be like, oh, yeah, this makes me remember like a good time when I was in high school or middle school growing up and those are songs that you can listen to and be like I can connect these somehow to these movies like it somehow does actually give me a vibe of a Spider-Man movie and to think that this song is indicative of what the current state of Spider-Man movies are just kind of makes me really sad and like fearful for what the next generation of Spider-Man fans are you taking my Tic Tacs? Is that not okay? I mean, we're... It's fine. You can take them. <laughs> just, just go ahead and take them. so not it's okay. <laughs> I just wish... I just... Wish no, I it's asked. fine. No, and not <laughs> even that. Asked, you don't, you yeah. don't have to ask because you're my boy, but I just... We're, you know... You are kind of low. I am kind so, of low. So I'm, I understand. I've got like six more left. <laughs> you do. You, you spot on. There's like, yeah, there will. I'm also trying to seven. explain this deep Spider-Man metaphor, and you're just like eating my Tic Tacs. While I'm, without asking. Without asking, yeah. no less. Just leaning uh, over them like a back alley <laughs> addict. Just one by one, just fucking plopping oh, yeah. them out. Anyway, suffice to say... This mo- this song actually kind of jades me because it makes me fear for our next generation of comic fans if this is the music that you're putting out to a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man is one of the most colorful, interesting characters in comics, and to put a song as bland and as boring as this into one of those movies is kind of insulting, honestly. That's all I had to say. Now I kind of want a Tic Tac, but I still have 40 to drink, so I'm going to leave that. I do too, but whatever. Damn. It's metal as fuck, dude. Are you going to finish your 40 with a Tic Tac in your mouth? That is insane. I don't know if I could do that. It's too hardcore for me. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I was laughing at how, like... Or I was laughing at the idea of Palpatine saying do it with more emphasis. Like, he, he's, he's getting angry. He's getting angry. Like, angry that you're not doing it. So he's like, he's like do it. Do it. Do it. It's like it's like you're playing like a Star Wars video game and you're yeah. Anakin Skywalker with the two lightsabers and you're not you're not pressing yeah. X. Yeah. You're not pressing X in time. Yeah. <laughs> and the Emperor's just like, do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. It's yeah. <laughs> like louder and louder. I just I just imagine Dooku just having the same expression throughout the whole thing. 
<laughs> Looking between you and the emperor, like, yeah. are you actually gonna do this? Exactly. Shit? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It'll be a hilarious, like, five-minute video. It's, like, way too long. Like, he, like, Dooku just keeps looking, like, over it. It's, like, not happening. He's, like, more and more, do it. The Emperor just gets more and more, like, yeah. perturbed. Just do it. <laughs> oh, my just God. do it. <laughs> I'm a boy, like, like, he has the he has the fucking handcuffs on, but at one point he just like stands up anyway. He's like, do it! <laughs> oh my god. Dooku's like walking away. Yeah, Dooku's just like, yo, I'm out. You cut my hands off, but fuck it, I'm out, dude. Like, if you're not gonna do it, I'm just gonna leave. Oh my god. <laughs> Obi-Wan, like, gets up out from under the rubble. He's just looking at you like, are you gonna do it? Like, halfway through the video, yeah. Like, Obi-Wan comes over. He just, like, starts looking back and forth. The whole video is just basically, like, exchanging stares. And Palpatine Beast, like, do it. And, like, no, I imagine through the whole thing, Anakin has exactly the same expression on. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone else is kind of, like, looking like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> but Anakin's just got the same, like, Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. All right. Yo, if someone hasn't made a YouTube video of Palpatine just saying do it with that scene looped, like, someone needs to make it, like, immediately. Like, that would be so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Anyway, let's rank these fucking songs, dude. That was funny, man. That was a good tangent. Oh, that was a great tangent. I feel even steamier just thinking about that tangent. Um, I think I cried. Laughing so hard just now. <laughs> I think this is actual tears. Our tears, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> just imagining everyone looking back and forth. <laughs> and Palpatine just getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> just like. It's <laughs> like. He's just looking like, how many times do I have to say it, dude? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Finally, when Anakin does it, everyone's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, all right, well, um, I think my rankings for this episode is pretty, pretty, well, actually, I don't know. It, I thought it was pretty cut and dry. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I, yet again, like last episode, I think I know what my top is and I know what my bottom is, but I think the middle two are kind of kind of competing right now. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you know what your what your four are? Uh, I do. I actually, I, I don't mind. Oh, okay. Why don't you go first then? Um, number one is breathing. Right. Like obviously. Obviously. Frankly, ballpark delicious. It's just ballpark um, Frank. <clears throat> uh, fuck. <laughs> Number two was what did we listen to? Fuck. Well, the well, there was one more Ariana Grande song. Yeah. There was the Gucci Mane Bruno Mars song. 
And then there was the Post Malone song. Okay, number two is the Gucci Mane. Because that was entertaining. That was fun. I okay. enjoyed that. Okay. Um, number three is the other Ariana song. Okay. Um... Because it was just too... It was too background mall music for me. Yeah. To really be into that. And then this... You know, this one's obviously last because I just I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. Other than <clears throat> other than the hilarious tangent we just went on. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you, Josh. I think that my top four is exactly the same as yours. I think yeah. that number one is the first is the well the more recent one, breathing that song. <clears throat> so so good, dude. Everything was right with that song. Number two is, yeah, the Gucci made Bruno Mars song, because even though it had flaws, like, it was still fun. I had a good time. Bruno Mars added so much to that song. And even Kodak Black, like, <laughs> even though he talked a lot about pissing, uh, you know, in the end, it was still an enjoyable song. Um, yeah, number three is the other Ariana Grande song. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. And number four was whatever the song was. Sunflower. Sunflower, yeah. I just hope that someone else added or contributed to the Spider-Man soundtrack that wasn't this style of music. Because I feel like Spider-Man is not... I don't know. Every... Like, this is a mini tangent, but every time trap, rap, or or house music has been tried to have been applied to a Spider-Man, like, anything, it's always failed. Like, every single time. Like, with the Amazing Spider-Man series, when they had that fight with Electro, and they had, like, the dubstep in there, it was fucking terrible, and everyone hated it. Um, there was, like, one other time, there was, like, a some Cartoon Network Spider-Man show that had, like, more of an electronic sound. It was just, like, terrible, and no one liked it. And now this. So, I don't know, man. Come on, Marvel. Get your licenses together. Get your shit together, man. Come on, man. I'm waiting for Infinity War Part 2, and until then, you gotta get your shit together. Spider-Man is, like, hard to fuck up, so... Just don't... Just don't fuck it up. Just, you know, think about it next time. That's all. Anyway. Sometimes I wonder if it's still PTSD from us reviewing four Post Malone songs in one episode. <laughs> and now whenever we hear him, we're just like, oh, it's, no. Yeah, it's possible. This was bad, though. Like, I don't think so. It was really... Also, yeah. it wasn't even that long. It was like two and a half minutes. Not even, like, two minutes? Yeah, it was like two and a half minutes. It was very boring. But anyway, we don't want to leave on a negative note. The, Ari- the Ariana Grande song was great. Yeah, breathing was good. It was really good. Um, well, with that, I think that's the episode, right? Yeah. Great episode. Solid ass episode. Um, so many more, so many more inside jokes to add to the canon. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> yeah, I would love to like create and you know go through a canon of our Same. stupid inside jokes. Same. Maybe someday after we do like the fortieth episode, maybe we'll do like a retrospective. Oh, but... yeah, I was gonna say we should do a, like a retrospective episode where we. We review like the the you know highlights of our podcast. Oh, that would be really fun. Far. But it would. 
Ah, that would take so fucking many hours of listening to. It would. Yeah. Well, maybe I would do it, and then I could just send them to you because yeah. I have no life, and I could just send that over to you. That might be fun. No, I could. Yeah, we could listen to it together. We could do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like listen to it like YouTube, where it's on one point five speed. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm so down. Yeah. Or like two point speed. Fuck yeah. it. We can do it. We can take it. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. As always, you guys are the best. Um, tune in next time for more exciting Top Boys coverage. Uh, we might do a retro episode next week, but uh, stick stick around because we're gonna have a lot of amazing guests on. Um, more exciting songs to review uh we have stickers now so <laughs> that makes us extra cool as well yes and uh until then i'm seth i'm josh and uh you guys have been great thank you so much thank for listening all. as always and uh stay fly it's almost the new year so hope you made some fun resolutions uh we'll be talking to you in december and until then cheers guys super fly oh, yeah.